Welcome to Beyond the Minimum, where we'll be exploring the world of work. We'll be chatting about concepts, ideas, and phrases, explore practices, and delve into what good looks like. Work can be purposeful, value-led, and more meaningful to all who interact with the workplace. This podcast is brought to you by Tanya Hewitt, who lives in unceded Algonquin Anishabe territory, otherwise known as Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Hi everyone, how are you doing? It's been a really tough couple of years. If you look at the last while, we've been battling a lot of things in our societies. Things like a global pandemic, climate change, a lot of conflicts around the globe. Add into that all sorts of personal struggles, be they with families or workplaces or friends or whatever, in this same period, and it's an awful lot to digest. A lot of messaging out there is really trying to get us out of being miserable and being positive and trying to just get over this stuff and make sure that you look up and start very positive encouragement. However, there is merit to actually feeling the feelings that are with you when you are confronted with a lot of difficult challenges. You might want to throw yourself a bit of a pity party, feeling sorry for yourself and woe is me ways to deal with this. You might even decide to go to Pity Island. Pity Island is a place where people are not all that happy. They are feeling sorry for themselves and not doing all that well. But you can't live on Pity Island. It is only a vacation. You can't be at a party forever. It is a temporary phenomenon. So at some point, you need to get yourself off of Pity Island, put away the pity decorations, and realize that staying at that party or on the island is not getting you any farther ahead. Don't not go there because I think we all need to console ourselves, but don't stay there too long because the longer we stay, we become an unwelcome guest at these parties and on these islands. And it's really tempting just to sit there and woe is me all the time. But it is also helpful to realize that even though we need to do that for a little bit, it's not a long-term solution. We can get ourselves into a better place, just not immediately after we are confronted with really challenging news. So give yourselves some grace, but make it finite grace. 
so that you can get involved in picking yourself up and getting to a better place than where you think you can get when you're confronted with a whole bucket load of bad news. Today's episode is Sayings That Should Cease. Hi everyone. Today's saying that should be ceased is you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Now, to be fair, if you take that phrase literally, it might just refer to pets and dogs, and that's not what I'm going to be discussing in this episode. It's when it's applied to people, because we have adopted a very strong mantra in our society of aging being weak, being not very valued in our society. If you need proof of that, you can take a look at, in the province of Ontario anyway, the people who died of COVID in 2020. By an overwhelming majority, the people who were most at risk and who did die were those who were much older. It seems to really communicate a lack of care and compassion societally to have older people taking on the majority of the deaths of this emergent disease as we were encountering it in 2020. However, I would like to talk about how more older people, not only is our demographics in a lot of Western countries weighted to older people, they are contributing in huge amounts to our society. So I'd like to just reflect a little bit on my own encounters with a lot of people during this pandemic, whom I've met only virtually, who in a different era might have been just written off as being old and with not much more to contribute in their life. That narrative was beginning to be reset for me when I encountered Dr. Samir Sinha who is a geriatrician in the province of Ontario and has been a very passionate, outspoken person to get people to realize that elderly people do have a lot to offer and notwithstanding, everybody should be treated with a sense of dignity. So years and years ago, I remember seeing him at a conference where he was recounting care that he was giving to a 90 plus year old man who he had said the system being family members and a lot of the healthcare that was looking after him were very much pushing for him to move into a long-term care facility. And yet this 90 plus year old man, according to Dr. Sinha, was doing just fine at home. If he had just a few supports, 
he would be able to live at home and which is where he wanted to be. Dr. Sinna had spent some time with this gentleman and learned life stories that this man was sharing with him that really enriched Dr. Sinna's life, really. And he was very excited to be able to tell the audience that you can't just write off old people. They have a lot of gems to share with us. Soon thereafter, I came across a documentary called Never Too Old, which was focusing on Olive Branton, who was getting her PhD at the age of 81, in part because she wanted to change the world for older women in Canada. This was pre-pandemic. She was taking classes with much younger students and participating, being marked on participation, as people are, and was trying to get people to realize that there is really a, a richness in the octogenarian phase of life that a lot of people weren't recognizing. In preparing for this, I realized that octogenarians who were living in a nursing home or retirement home, perhaps, within sight of the CN Tower in Toronto, planned and did execute an edge walk. So for those of you who don't know, the CN Tower is this large tower. At one, at one time, it was the largest freestanding structure in the world. It's still pretty darn high. And you can now be in these harnessed suits and walk around the edge of the CN Tower, about 113 stories up. And three octogenarians from that retirement home did so in 2021. More recently, the Ottawa Race Weekend took place. It always takes place over the May uh, long weekend, I think. And there was a lot of press given to 95-year-old Rajan Fairhead because she made a world record in walking the five-kilometer thing, but 95 years old and engaging in a walk like that is uh, really inspirational. And I'd like to end with Dr. Mark Agronin, who had written a book called Living a Longer, More Purposeful Life, The End of Old Age. I learned about him because of listening to Tapestry, which is uh, a CBC radio program that has been on there for years. I'd just like to quote a bit from the write-up that was done of that interview that he gave Mary Hines on Tapestry. It was important for me in writing this book to include every single person aging, even people who are severely debilitated from Alzheimer's disease or related disorders. And what I talk about is, there is still wisdom even in those circumstances, but it's different. And it often requires us to try to bring it out, to enhance it, to recognize it in that mutual interaction with them. That's where the real magic happens. And if you've ever been around an older, iconic individual or someone with great accomplishment, maybe someone who is debilitated in one area but has a strength in another, you will see still it's so amazing and beautiful and profound. 
we need to focus on that as much as we get lost in all other aspects of aging. So I will include all of these links in the show notes so that you can see for yourselves these fantastic stories of people who are 80 plus, who are doing magnificent things in our society and still have a place to be contributing. Obviously, our Indigenous peoples have recognized this for millennia, and I think those of us who are now starting to realize that a lot of the Indigenous peoples had great ideas that our Western societies had dismissed out of hand, but really do have some great, great relevance to our present day living. So overall, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. If we're talking about dogs, perhaps, but if we're talking about people, no way. There is a lot of richness to our elderly people and our society has got to begin to recognize this. Thanks very much, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much for listening to Beyond the Minimum with Tanya Hewitt. We hope this episode aligned with you. Maybe it was diametrically opposed to you, but at any rate, we trust it made you think. The more we can think about our workplaces and start talking about them, the more we can collectively make a real difference. If you're living in Canada, please find out the Indigenous territory in which you reside and begin using it to introduce yourself. Please reach out to Tanya through her email, tanya at beyondsafetycompliance.ca. Connect and chat with her on LinkedIn. Follow her company, Beyond Safety Compliance. And remember to ask yourself the question, how does your work look? Because we can always go beyond the minimum. <laughs>